this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about annoying siblings, many terrible deaths, and buttholes in our discussion of Try Not to Die at Grandma's House by Mark Tulis and Anthony Spack with Literary Lushes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And today we're going to discuss Try Not to Die at Grandma's House by Mark Tulis and Anthony Spack. Standard disclaimer, if you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this, we we'll want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Kermit Flea, that's as traditional. Yes. So this is going to be an interesting episode, friends, because yes. when we get to our discussion... You will notice that we are joined by another podcast. That's Literary Lushes. So stay tuned for that chat. It's going to be exciting. Yes. They're going to be our background info. It's uh, Sam and Megan, and they host a bi-weekly podcast with a twist. A literary podcast with lively libations to keep your thirst quenched in all senses of the term. There were definite libations involved. Yes, they were a lot of fun. I'm really glad they joined us. We had a good time with them. And it's actually because of them that we are talking about this book because they invited us to join them on their show. Mm -hmm. And they had recently talked to this author, which is Mark Tulis is who they talked to. And, you know, he's pretty indie. And that's a great fit for our indie spotlight for this month, which is our theme. So it was just convenient. (laughs) It was convenient all around that we talked about this book. The cosmos came together, stars aligned, Mercury was retrograde. I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. I think Mercury in retrograde is bad. Mercury was not retrograding. It was taking a break. Was going having a coffee. Yes, fine, you know, whatever all of that is. What whatever positive cosmos things happen. Yes, and yeah, there we go. It was great. Very good. Yeah, they are adorable and lovely and hilarious. Yes, we had a great time. So make sure you go and check out their podcast, Literary Lushes. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, just like us. Yay! Yay! All right. You can watch us though. If you join our Patreon. That's true, if you join our <laughs> Patreon. And you can watch you can watch them if you join their Patreon as well. So join all of the Patreons. Join all of them. It's the, are you a literary podcast? Yes, have a Patreon and watch the videos. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, so what are your initial thoughts on this one? I have not done a choose-your-own-adventure in so long. And I forgot how much I love them. And yeah, I, I, I love a Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, me too. Me too. I was really excited to talk about this one. It's a lot of fun. I think it's hilarious because you die in so many gruesome ways. It's that's it's slapstick at points. Yes, it really is. Literally with sticks and points. 
in multiple yes. places. It's good. Eye sockets, throats. Yes. Buttholes? Not yet. Buttholes. Always buttholes. Well, the buttholes come in there. <laughs> they do. But the summary is a bit different, but not at the same time. <sighs> right. Yes, the summary... It was difficult. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit difficult to summarize this one because when I started out, I was just going to do you surviving every single time. But then the deaths were so terrible and fun that I wanted to at least halfway mention them. So most of the paragraphs of our summary end with a question and then the next person will pick up and just like say what happens. So it's um it's interesting. It is it is interesting. But this is the thing with a choose your own adventure. You know, you go down your own path, you find your own route. Right. And we're, you know, a lot of the times when we have our summaries and we say, you know, if you want to pretend that you've read this one, well this one's perfect because you can also pretend that you experienced all the deaths and you don't have to read it all. Which I mean you should read because it was a huge your own adventure and it was fun. But you can pretend. Yeah. Yeah. You can pretend that you've read the entire thing cover to cover. It's a point of pride. You have a medal for this because there's a lot to it if yeah. you read everything. Yeah you read every single page and then you have to flip back which we both experienced this one on the kindle app which was great yes. because you didn't have to physically flip the pages back and it was easier to follow links and get where you're supposed to go so that was a good time yes yes there is an audio version if you do want to listen to it yeah the audio version can you tell us tell us how it, about it yeah tell us how it works is it just the survivor story or do you like is there like one of those beeps and then it tells you what to do? Oh, I've just gone and like regressed 30 years. Yeah. So everyone try try that out and tell us about it. Yeah. I will say that there was a mistake <laughs> in the Kindle edition. There was one point. Was that? Yeah, there was one point toward the end where you had three options and one of the options, the link on it, sent you to the wrong page. And it didn't make any sense at all. And I was like, wait, what the heck is going on? And then I thought, well, did they just do this because the ending is the same? But no, it was, you were trying to escape from somewhere and then you were in the trees and it didn't make any sense. But I found it by just randomly flipping through. I found the correct page. And it linked uh, back to where it was supposed to go. So that was good. But there was just a broken link there in the middle. It sent you to the right I managed to have a good chunk of not dying at the end. So I probably didn't you probably that missed it simply because I, I lived. Yeah, not me. I died every single time. Okay, let's get into it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Yikes. After an evening meal at a diner, David's mom tries to get him to drive home, dangling the minivan keys in his face. But David can't decide if he wants to get behind the wheel. David is very indecisive. His dad says so. And then, like a massive jerk, he drives home instead. While David thinks of his older brother who had his face eaten off while visiting his grandparents, David's little sister Sam climbs in the back with her pet ants that she very obviously took to dinner, which is not weird at all, and then Mom gets in the front. 
She has trouble buckling her seatbelt for telling disturbing things to come. She cranks the heat, which makes Dad and probably the ants very sweaty. Then, Dad takes off his coat whilst driving 100 miles an hour on a wet bridge, and then they crash because of course they do. Everything's fine until they're hit by a semi and plunge into the icy water below. Jerk Dad didn't make it, and neither did the ants. <laughs> but David and Sam, shaken, are able to free themselves from their seatbelts. Mom, no. She's stuck. Should David help her? Or abandon her. Beep. Beep. <laughs> Abandoning mom, dad, and the ants, David and Sam swim to the surface. After an indetermined amount of time in the ER, some neighbours come and temporarily care for the children until after the funeral for the parents, not the ants. <laughs> Everyone forgets about the ants at this point. You do, you forget about them. It's a shame. When they must go and live with their grandparents, who mm. make everyone uncomfortable with their tight, tight arm squeezes and the whole dead brother missing face thing. <laughs> Sam tries to escape out the window and tries to convince David to do it too. But does he? Oh. I feel like I didn't start including every death until a little bit later so i just i need to tell you that if you don't abandon your mother you die the windshield explodes on you and you die and it takes ages to get to grandma's house though so it's it understandable does. yes and then in this one if if you don't or if you do try to escape with your sister you fall out of a window and everyone dies so there we are. Okay, so now David semi-willingly goes along with his grandparents. Sam is lured into the car with candy. Oh, wait, not candy, a knife. Oh. And they set off. Not at knife points. No, though. just, hey, 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 child, here's a knife. You know you want this knife. And she's like, yes, I want a knife. And so she gets in the car. <laughs> No. It's a little Bob's Burgerish, that actually. <laughs> Grandpa creepily whistles along with the radio while Grandma offers them the best road trip food tuna fish sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, there's a time and place, come on. Mm. They stop at a gas station to potty, and then <laughs> David sees a chance to escape. There's a cop! Does David tell the cop they've been kidnapped by whistling knife-giving tuna eaters? Or does he get back in the car? Wow. <laughs> David is a giant weederback. He gets back in, of course, because there's nothing he could say to the cops that wouldn't make him sound crazy. <laughs> just, just say it out loud. Whistling, whistling knife-giving knife tuna, tuna eaters. eaters. Yes. Also, if you tell the cop, it ends in murder by cop. The cop kills everyone. <laughs> Satirical comment added here. Insert your own. Anywho, soon David falls asleep and wakes up again when they arrive at Grandma's house in West Virginia. David and Sam ask if they can explore a little before breakfast in an hour. And after being threatening uh, with snakes and bears, Grandpa says they can go. 
But if they get to the fence to get their butts back. Mm. Mm. back. David doesn't really want to go, but Sam does and takes off. Does David follow? Try to drag Sam back or get his grandpa for help. Since David doesn't want to get lost in the woods, he tries to get Sam to come back to the house with him so they can have breakfast. Otherwise, they die by tripping over logs or Sam runs away from Grandpa and also trips over logs and dies. David tries to get Sam to come back to the house with him so they can have breakfast, but Sam whips out her pocket knife and they instead head into the woods in search of the place where their older brother's body was found, even though they literally have no idea where that is. I think they're expecting a sign. They David's must body be. was here. Yeah, it's, beep, the, it's the chalk beep, outline. Beep. Yeah. 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 They get turned around and end up at the fence, and they can hear something on the other side. As Sam starts to throw a rock at whatever it is, a dirty, shirtless, toothless boy says she shouldn't do that. Sam's not afraid, but the boy says her brother weren't scared of nothing either, and then he takes off running. What should they do? Should they go back home? Should they follow the boy? Should they look over the fence? Should they keep that accent up permanently throughout the summer? No. <laughs> Grandpa will probably kill David and Sam if they don't make it home in time for breakfast. So they head back. Grandpa is overly aggressive and give lots of too hard arm squeezes. But they make it through breakfast. They ask about the creature on the other side of the fence and about the dirty boy and about what killed him. But they don't get many answers. In his room, Grandma tells David that there's a sad parentless bear on the other side of the fence but it wasn't what killed his brother after this david has to go stack firewood in the middle of a sweltering summer until it's time to eat build fires and go to bed (laughs) sam and david share a bed that night after being threatened to not open any of the windows and wake up to a weird giant scorpion beetle creature on sam's lap this is perfectly normal for West Virginia, isn't it? It is. It Should is normal. David kick the creature off the bed, go for Sam's knife, or shield Sam from the attack? Dum, dum, dum. <sighs> David kicks the creature off, and Grandpa Joe comes in and sets it on fire, telling them to never cut one open. Spoiler alert. If you were to have chosen the knife, you cut open the scorpion beetle creature and slugs come out and enter every orifice that you have. Burrowing burrowing brain-eating slugs. And if you shield Sam, you get scorpion stung, I think. Impaled, probably in the butthole. Apparently, after being told not to open the window, they opened the window, and this mutant came inside. They're all over the place out there, but they only come out at night. The flimsy explanation of what they are is an exotic pet that mated with something in the woods. Okay. The next morning, Grandpa Joe is out running errands, and Sam takes off into the trees. Does David follow her, or stay inside with Grandma? Hmm. He follows her, because who wants to stay inside with an eerily creepy grandma who would 
definitely force you to drink poison tea. I did. I did. <laughs> you did? You stayed inside with Grandma? <sighs> I did. David and Sam run into the woods and find Charlie, the dirty yokel boy, and talk about the sad bear. <laughs> Sam climbs a tree to stare at him, even though he's not what killed their brother. David wants to see too, but he's not a good climber. Should he climb up anyway? Ask Sam what's going on, or find another way to watch the bear take a bath. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. No, it's fine. Give the bear some privacy. God. Yeah, please do. Gosh. Okay. He doesn't. David climbs the tree. And it's a good thing because every other option leads to Sam falling to her gruesome death with eye gouges or skull crackings. David watches the sad bear and realizes it's not a sad bear, but some other sort of sad creature. And it's carrying a squirrel to eat, which he did not cook according to the recipe found in The Joy of Cooking. Please Shocking. go back a few episodes and listen to our chat with Emmelinda Barabay for more about that. So disappointed. The creature gets startled when they all hear Grandpa driving back from his errands and runs off into a cave that reminds David of the zoo, whilst David and Sam run back to the house and Charlie causes a distraction by walking on his hands in the middle of the road. <laughs> David and Sam make it back to the house and pretend to have been chopping firewood, which makes Grandpa angry because he didn't give anyone permission to use the axe. But then he goes inside. Sam tells David that they have to leave and suggests they steal Grandpa's car. Does David cause a distraction so Sam can get the keys? Does he steal them himself? Or do they just make a run for it? Ooh. Mm. David decides to man up and get the keys himself. But we all know David is a weeder bag and that doesn't go as planned. Better than the moonshine. <laughs> it's getting Better more absurd every time. It really is. It's better than the moonshine fuel deaths at Charlie's place and the violent log and axe deaths if they cause a distraction. Worth, <laughs> my this favorite. book is worth it just for those two scenes. Those are my favourite scenes in the entire book. <laughs> oh dear. He goes to his room pretending to be sick and passes Grandpa coming up from the locked basement after carrying a giant clanking black duffel bag down there. David anxiously paces back and forth in his room, thinking about his brother, when he realises a floorboard is loose. He pulls it up to find drawings made by Tim when he lived there, probably before his face was mauled off, of the mutants, and also <laughs> buttholes. <laughs> David hears someone coming, so he hides the butthole drawings. Also, there's one of Grandpa, but the buttholes are probably nicer than Grandpa is. So, you know. And then he jumps in the bed. Grandma comes in with some cheap knockoff ginger ale that is actually poisoned and hugs David while he cries and drinks the poison. <laughs> she leaves the room as he passes out. Buttholes. This segment is the best one in the entire book. It is just magic. <laughs> David wakes up to Sam dumping a mug of water on his face. She tells him that Grandma drugged them both, but she saw her mixing something into her cup, so when Grandma wasn't looking, she poured hers out and pretended to be sleepy when Grandma kept asking. But now she's here, and they need to get the hell out. Grandma and Grandpa left for the woods with a gun, and who knows when they'll be back. David shambles around while Sam looks for keys, but they can't find any. 
Then they decide that maybe they should check the basement that Grandpa keeps locked. Do they go downstairs or run away and try to find Charlie's house? They go down the stairs, heading to Charlie's again, leads to a moonshine car accident. So they better not do that. The basement isn't a basement though, but more like a research facility. There are creatures in jars and gleaming instruments. One of the mutants is trapped in there and there's a table and surgical tools. This is not a good place to be. No. Mm -mm. Just as David and Sam decide they need to get out, a storm door opens and Grandpa and Grandma drive in on a truck with a beast chained to the bed. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, is it the sad bear? Well, they unload it and sedate it, and then Grandpa suggests that Grandma check on the kids while he drives out the truck. Oh no, what are they going to do now? Get out of the way, the same way Grandpa left? Get to the stairs before Grandma? Or stay and investigate? Investigating leads to a violent laser death. (laughs) And racing Grandma... What even is that thing in the middle of the room? And why do they have it? It's like a giant force field. It's a very effective waste disposal thing. Yes, I don't don't know that you said words just then. I think you said disposal, which is... (laughs) It's a very effective waste disposal thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's as far as I know. This book's weird. Okay, so let's see. Violent laser death. Oh, and then um, racing grandma leads to knocking over everything in the lab and dying by monster attack. Oh. So our best option here is to try to get out the same way that grandpa did. It doesn't work very well, but they do eventually work their way through the dark lab and find the doors, but they're made of steel and shut tight. David tries to pry them open with a tire iron, but it's really no use. Then the beast that Grandpa and Grandma chained up starts breaking free. The storm door is open a little, so they might be able to squeeze through. Or David can fight the monster with the crowbar. Or they can try to get around it. Which one will it be? They make a run for it around the monster, which is way better than Sam's ears being ripped off and the top of a head popping off, or David getting crowbarred in the lungs. Mm. Ooh. As they plan to split up and run, Sam ruins everything by yelling at the beast, and it lunges for her. David hits it, but gets flung away and loses a shoe, which the monster enjoys sniffing. <laughs> oh, now the monster's got a foot fetish. Mm. Then Grandma shoots him with a trunk gun and locks the kids in a closet. Is this better? Hard to say. Sam wants to break out of the closet, but David wants to sit and think. Why lock the children in the closet? Why poison the children? Why have a laboratory? What are you doing? (laughs) (sighs) All right. They manage to break out. But even though they escape the closet in both scenarios... Sam is still alive, for now, in this one. (laughs) Sitting and waiting leads to them all falling down the stairs. Eh? But breaking out 
leads to Grandpa carrying Sam down into the basement, presumably for testing or some sort of experiment. Grandma says they need Sam and not David, but that he should lock up the house and start a fire. Too bad he's dumb and a wiener bag and can't get the fire started because that leads to him getting eaten by mutants that crawl down the chimney. Trying to get into the basement to help Sam is a better option. Or is it? <laughs> David runs out to the truck and is able to open the storm door from earlier and get down to the basement. Grandma shuts the door and beckons David into the lab. Sam is strapped down and so is the beast. Grandpa seems to be doing some Frankensteining. Weird. David wants to fight them to rescue Sam, but apparently Grandpa is transfusing her blood into the monster that is supposedly their brother, Tim. Shock. Mm. David sees a scalpel floor and thinks by using it to cut Sam free and cut up their grandparents or cut up the beast. Or he could just no, stand around for a little bit. <laughs> Stabbing everyone does no good. It, oh, dang it. It causes Sam to turn into a monster and or get laser burned in half by the weird electric circle in the middle of the room. Waiting, surprisingly, is the best option this time. We finally learn that the beast really is Tim, and Grandpa is an army mad scientist. He created the mutant creatures, called Torpians, and now he's trying to save Tim. But the Torpians are burrowing in under the door, and they're probably infesting the house since David didn't lock up, so they have no choice but to go through a secret passage. Ooh. Well, they do have a choice, but it involves fighting off torpions and everyone dying, so the passageway it is. Grandma gives David an electric torch made from the blue laser thing, and Grandpa gives him his keys while he and Grandma fight off the mutants. They make it through the tunnel, and then are faced with another choice. Run to the car, or wait and watch for more torpions to go inside the house. Surprisingly, waiting is the best option again. Tim Beast gets overwhelmed with mutants and they all die if they rush for the car. They wait until they see the house explode in a great big ball of fire. Something Grandpa must have rigged to happen as the failsafe. The Torpians come for them and there's another option. Fight with the torch or throw it as a distraction. Fighting leads to a swarm and death and the distraction causes a fire and they're able to make it to the car. After swerving around and almost flying off a cliff, David, Sam, and Tim Beast drive safely away. <gasps> and that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> you survived. Wow. A small trip at Grandma's house. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we did. We did. We have um we have a lovely discussion coming up soon. <laughs> I feel like we need to just flip back to the beginning and start over. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> this is the worst option you could have taken. You need to go right back to page one. Go start back to your page adventure one. again. Start it over. All right. But before you do that, 
listen to this promo from another podcast. And then start over at the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai Fan Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Okay. We flipped back to page one now. I clicked the hyperlink. It said, go back. I am on page one again. Damn it. Good. Yeah. Start all over because you've died violently a thousand times. Always. So, as we said at the top of our episode, we are joined in our discussion chat by the Literary Lushes. Yay! Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Uh, I'm Megan. And I'm Samantha. And we run a podcast called Literary Lushes. Uh, It's like the sloppy night before fictional hangover, basically. Right. It's perfect. We are the perfect team. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Virtual high five. Woo! Hey. <laughs> when we come back from our breaks on Fictional Hangover, that's when we, you know, really get into the deep discussions of our books. So instead of just be snarky. <laughs> yes, all snark. It's fine. Full of cuss words. All of these things are appropriate for our, well, you know, be cursed. Yeah. 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 Good. That's great. For this one, since we did a choose your own adventure. You know, we should probably talk about our paths. I feel like I need to step back from this because I did literally every single path to go along with the summary because I couldn't leave our listeners hanging. They had to know what happens when you die violently on every other page. We got to know. It took attempts to get all the way through. Uh, I think I stopped counting about one, two, three, four. After the fifth time, I'm like, I'm done counting how many more times I die. I'm basically... Am I just a complete nerd and actually kept a record? (laughs) Yes. I kept, like, very basic notes. I was like... So the first choice you have to make, right, is what you do when your car crashes into the water. (laughs) Yes. Did you die immediately? So here's my thought. I kind of of meta-gamed it a little. I'm like, the book is called Try Not to Die at Grandma's House. We're not even at grandma's house yet. So what is the most logical choice to get us to grandma's house? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. So I pulled Sam okay. behind the seat because I was like, well, the mom wants you to save the daughter. Logistically, if the windshield is breaking, you're not going to make it if you're trying to like struggle. And, you know, okay. yeah. Why? What did you do? I, of course, saved Sam. Okay. Screw saving the mom. You know that's death. <laughs> like, anyways, just you know that that's going to, like, try to free mom, the one adult who's going to keep you safe. No, that's not a good choice and choose your own adventure if you're trying not to die because that's yeah. how you die. You got to be a little selfish, I feel like, to yeah. choose your own adventures. You no. really do. You really have to be selfish because, I mean, if you don't, what, how are you going to survive? Selfish is a survival technique. Yes. You cannot be nice and survive a trip to your grandma's house. Can I ask a question about this part? Because, like like you said, 
you know, she the mother says, save Sam, and you need to get grandma's house so you save Sam. So the book is essentially telling you the best path to take. And this is where it tricked me up because I did save Sam. I pulled her and I managed to get four choices in before my first death. I didn't get to grandma's house. I didn't get inside the house. We probably picked the same choices then. I think I got five in before I died. (laughs) No, I died every single time. And then I was like, well, I should probably just document all of this for the summary. So then I continually died every single time on purpose. But like death by cop on the way. So I didn't well, do no, the that's cop. your own fault. That's purely your own fault. Was I the only one who didn't do the cop? Uh, no, I didn't do the cop. There was no point in doing the cop because the cop's going to turn around and say, nope. they're your legal guardians. No what do you want me to do about it? That was my you're, logical thought. You, I'm like, the cop isn't going to do anything. Exactly. Your children and all you're doing is whinging about having to go and live with your grandparents after your parents have horrifically died. Shut up. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. But I know the reason Amanda picked the cop one is because she's always going to pick the part that ends up with murder. Yes. Yes. I jumped out the window. <laughs> I. What? I didn't. I tried to save my mother. I jumped out the window. What else is there before we get. There's, I died so many times before I even got to Grandma's house. I was thinking, am I ever going to get there? <laughs> I thought that as well. Yeah, I thought so. And then. Yeah. And then when you get there, you have to decide, like, if you're going to follow Sam into the woods. You know, at that point in real life, I would have just let Sam go. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead and die. I'm trying here. I saved your ass in the car. If you're not listening to me anymore, you know what? That's on That's on you. You're yeah. old enough to make your own choices. She's the worst. Honestly, I was I was like that at Mrs. Anderson's house. I was like, can we, can, can I'll go to grandma's house, leave her here. I don't care. Yeah, just just leave her to die every single time because she's the worst. She is the worst. And sometimes you would fail the mission because she would die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Oh, I guess, that was I guess so not really a spoiler episode. alert because it's a choose your own adventure. So Yeah. Yeah. No. Sam, Sam fell to her death. That was the third death for me. Like the third the third go back was when Sam falls out of the tree. And that happened to me like, too. Yep. Mine was my first death was follow Sam to where Tim died and then I died. Branch through the skull. Yep. Mm, yeah. There were that some good eyeball death. pops in this one too. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. you get a stick through the eye at least twice. And the beetle out of the mouth. I like that one. Mm, beetle mouth was good. It, the beetle got there really quickly. I, it like, might have just been there mouth. already. Oh yeah, I get the impression she doesn't shower. No, she doesn't. Like she's got her me. aunts. She's got her aunts at the beginning for whatever reason. That and, was very strange. And yeah. like we live in Florida, and it's like, which is where they're from, or where they? I think they said they like moved to Florida, but they were in Florida. They were in Florida when. Yeah, yeah. But it's it started like, in Florida. Who like? Okay, you're just like ants aren't just gonna like happily crawl around in your hand unless there's a reason for them to be there. Like if you have like unless a sugar, sugar yeah. Yeah, so she's disgusting. Otherwise, you're getting, like, bit up. But they're not just going to, like, crawl around in your hand like no. a little pet. No. No. Not unless not you keep strange. dropping sugar water around Yeah, you. that was kind of strange. Which, if you put food coloring on sugar water in a sugar ants, they you can see through the ants, and you can see them change color. That's oh, cool. Oh, that's exciting. Why do you know that? I didn't know that. Science. 
<laughs> in elementary. Do we need school. to do a PSA and tell people not to do this? Yeah, I mean, don't do it. Don't do but it. I mean, but if you got sugar ants and you're just curious to see what the inside of their body looks like and you want the color contrast. Okay, so I have a question for you guys. So there's a point in the book where you're in the woods with Sam and Charlie, and Sam and Charlie are in the tree and they're looking over mm-hmm. the fence, and you have like yes. three options. I think it's like ask Sam what she, what she sees, climb the tree yourself, or find, or find another way up. I, I had to do it three times before that's I picked That's where them. you did really? That I had to, like, because first I was like, well, he, the main character is talking about how he, he's scared of trees. So logically, I don't think he would try no, to climb it. I went up the tree and I lived. Well, okay. I found that out the hard way. No, I did. I did the same thing as you. I asked Sam what she saw and then um, I climbed the tree. No, then I looked for somewhere else. But then I climbed the tree. But this is what I was saying. At the beginning, it establishes do, the, 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 the tr- it's telling you what to do next when the mother says, save Sam. So then all the way through, the, the he's going, oh, I, I don't, I'm useless at climbing trees. I'm pathetic at doing this. I shouldn't do this. So you go, okay, so the character is basically giving me the hints as what to do. So I'll follow it. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Every single time. And I was so bloody frustrated by that. It was just, it was making me go against what the character wanted to do. And I, I got so annoyed by that. It's the same later on when it comes to getting the car keys. So hugely vexing i was frustrated and i think the car key the car key is the one where i had to go three times i'm like oh my god car key had to do it every time but i think it's to make it not so obvious Mm -hmm. because if you're like picking up the con like but sometimes the context clues make sense like when they're sleeping in sam's room and she opens the window and the the torpion or whatever comes in and you have to decide like are you going to reach for the knife kick the thing or I forget what the third choice was. And I was like, well, earlier in the book, they said that the pocket knife was like really rusty and it's out of reach. So realistically, even if he can reach it, which he might not be able to, it's not, it's going to do fuck all because it's basically like a butter knife. So <laughs> I feel like you're better off just punting the thing across the room and hoping for the best. Which was the right choice. Which happened to be the right choice. Because yeah. I remember that one and I was like, oh. Um, okay, first off, if you shield Sam, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. I mean, that's yeah. just a given. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. and if you go to reach for the knife, you might not get it in time. Right. And then your back's turned to the thing, and then you're gonna die. And I'm like, the best. So my, I didn't even think about the how far you. I was just thinking, I, and because one time I kicked Loki or right pushed Loki off of me. Yeah. When he thought I was having a nightmare, and there was a, sh- a figure above me in bed, and my husband just saw something above me, and he just pushed and it turned out it was our dog and i was like having a nightmare so i was like screaming and he was checking on me the dog and then so he didn't know but anyways so then i was thinking the fastest and quickest response would be to shove it away and then reach for a weapon yes so that's how i came up with my conclusion and i lived so i i was i was pretty much the same just kick it the knife was but complete red herring. But like the whole time you're supposed to be protecting Sam, right? You start out protecting <sighs> Sam at the very beginning. So you should protect <sighs> Sam and then you die. And that was kind of my uh, thought too. Is like, okay, like if I was, I tried to put myself in the place of the character. Like, okay, like my mom's dying wish was basically to protect my younger sister. So I feel, I would feel like almost morally obligated, even though she's annoying as shit and like, 
you know. I feel like I would have tied her down at some point and been like, here. Well, grandma tried. Grandma tried. She outsmarted grandma. Yeah. I have questions about these grandparents because, like, why are they so terrible? Why did grandma poison everyone? Yes. Thank you. Yes. I... I was wondering that too, because there's like the scene before Tim falls asleep in the car, not Tim, before before you fall asleep in the car, where grandma's like, this is going to be fun or something like that. And then like, sh- they like poison them so that they fall asleep. They like, na- the nailing the window shut like makes sense in hindsight or whatever, you know, yeah. just yeah. the things from coming in. But it's like, yeah, like they're so weird about it. And it's like, Megan was like, you know, this all could have been avoided if there's just open communication. Yes, that's what I said too. Yes. Yes. We have issues with non-communicating characters in books. So, Well, but it also makes sense for them because like my grandparents probably wouldn't have communicated with me. They would have thought they were protecting me and then to tell me these things. And then also, I mean- they're older. They're probably tired of dealing with kids and back. I mean, I don't know how old the grandparents are, but I'm thinking they're along the lines of, Oh, you put a little whiskey on their teeth to keep them from crying when they're teething. So, you know, if they're being fussy, just drug them and then you don't have to deal with them. (laughs) That was my mindset of the grandparents. Just drug them. It's fine. How do you make your little cow can't hurt herself? No, it didn't make sense though. It's like there was the scene where the having breakfast and Sam storms out, and one of the options is what to follow Sam or, or stay or with grandma. Stay with grandma, and I was like, well, you know, stay with grandma, and then you might get more information. You might be able to have this bond, you know, develop and find out what's going on. And it's like, no, she just drugs him. Why? That didn't no, make okay. any sense. I did not pick that option. I followed Sam because I was like, I don't know if I would want to be with grandma. So if you stay with grandma, she, you just get drugged again. <laughs> You just and, get yeah, and, and then you, you die drunk. by fire poker. Yes, you fall onto the fire poker. Yeah, and it, I just don't understand it because there was nothing, there was no hints, there was nothing to suggest in the interaction beforehand that the grandma was going to do anything semi nefarious, and it's and it it, it 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 yeah, it just frustrated me. And it wasn't until the end when you realise the reason that they've drugged Sam is so they can steal her life force to save the brother also how did they know that it was sam we're like we, we don't care about you david you can go and do whatever you want we just that's what sam. i was thinking too i was like why not they kept, maybe they could tell they the saying, way she handled the knife his old knife they kept saying like david kept saying how sam is so similar to the brother Mm. and you know it's almost as if they were the same person yeah and i think that's Mm. the only reason but that still doesn't make any sense well i guess also then just from like a storytelling standpoint it's like it's easier if it's not you who's you know what i mean like you're trying to protect this other character and this character is the one that they're maybe they had different blood types and their grandparents knew this yeah maybe he's adopted well because like i know that why he's and they never told him. He's yeah, that's why he's such a wiener bag and he's not anything like any of the other characters. Oh, I'm just so clumsy, I'm gonna fall over. I don't know how to set a fire. Yeah, that's that's what it is. He doesn't belong. Yeah, no. That's why right. the dad is like a dick to him at the beginning. And yeah. yeah, that's why. Or maybe he's um he's illegitimate. He's not adopted. Ooh. He's he's an illegitimate child. Or maybe he takes after the dad more because 
based on the reading, it seemed like the grandparents were the mom's parents. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So maybe like yes. Tim and Sam take after the mom and like that side of the family. And the main character, David, takes after the dad's side. Also, every time they had the name David, all I could think of was Alexis Rose being like, ew, David. (laughs) From Schitt's Creek. (laughs) So that kind of took me out of it a little. (laughs) That would have improved it, to be perfectly honest. Um, Now I want to go back and read it in that (laughs) And then I also pictured the grandparents as, I don't know why, the grandparents from Courage, the Cowardly Dog. (laughs) Amanda knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, no idea. It's a cartoon. (laughs) Choice. I um, I just imagined. I mean, I don't know his name. I just had to look him up. But the um, that angry old grandpa soldier guy who's in every movie that has an angry old Stephen Lang. Maybe. That's oh not who God. I. Who's an avatar? That's that's not who I pulled up. Oh maybe goodness. maybe that's better. Um, Are you thinking of that grumpy grumpy man that played in Dennis the Menace? Yeah, I think so. What I have my where's my I I pictured Clint Eastwood or Ooh. Robert Duvall for Grandpa. Clint Eastwood. Oh oh, because he's like he could be scary. He mm-hmm. looks like a walking corpse already. He's he, like ancient. he really does. Yeah. Um, for the grandma, I um, I picked Lynn Shay because I love Lynn Shay. She's the best old lady horror actress that there has ever been, and I will watch anything that she is in. I I wanted Betty White. All right, Betty White is who I was imagining, especially I, after seeing uh, what's that movie she's in with Lake Placid? Lake Placid. Lake Placid. Yes. Lake Placid. Like Lake Placid, though, man. That's I a... picked um, Maggie Smith. Okay. Oh. Yeah, that would be good. Because I kind of pictured her as like McGonagall, where she could be like stern and kind of scary, but also like soft and caring in a way. No, I'm going with Betty White. She seems like she'd poison the shit out of you every oh, chance she'd have. She, she would. She To protect the animals, she would poison the shit out of you. Yep. I will also oh. accept Helen Murren or Julie Andrews, just because I need to up the rating on this and make it more sweary. And those two ladies, oh my God, it's just perfect. Oh my God, Julie Andrews would be so funny. Julie Andrews would be funny. Yeah, she would mess you. They would both mess you up. They mess you up, Betty White style as well. Spoonful of sugar, right? Yeah. Oh no, (laughs) you little shits. She drugs you. (laughs) Oh, you're proud of yourself for that one. (laughs) (laughs) You should be. (laughs) Now I feel like there needs to be a choose your own adventure, Mary Poppins. There probably is. I'm gonna have to Google this now. (laughs) You just constantly die. Oh my god, right? It's like, oh, your umbrella doesn't work and you plummet to your death. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. And the beginning is choose who you want to be, Mary Poppins or the kids she watches. Oof. Ugh. Oh, there isn't. There isn't. So do you know what that means? We're writing it. The market. We're writing it. We're writing it right now. That's our fan fiction of the week, Claire. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be so funny. I, I cannot imagine writing a choose your own adventure. I don't know. Oh my god. The feeding the pigeon scene. That would be one of the options is you, you do it wrong and then you get pecked to death by the pigeons. Oh yeah, you have to. They have to peck your eyes out. Or pull your tongue out. Or both. There could be two options. Yes. Depending on what you choose. Oh yes. With choose your own adventure. This is writing itself. And then, and then branch, branch from, from there. Yeah. 
I think it needs to happen. Is this in the public like, domain it... yet? Can we do it? Not yet. <laughs> One thing I did like about the book was like, I remember as a kid reading the Choose Your Own Adventure, like Goosebumps mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, and it's like, when you, from what I remember, it's like, if you died, like that was it, you died. You basically had yeah. to like start the book over again. So what I liked about this one was it's like, you made the wrong choice and they're like, eh, try again, like rewind yeah. back to the prior scene. So you don't have to start completely over yeah. again. Cause then you're like, okay, I remember doing this. I remember doing this. Okay. Yeah. Here, here, here. Uh, all right. So is this where I forgot that? Yeah. So I did appreciate that. And I was not certain but I do appreciate that there actually is an ending where you do not die. <laughs> Took yes. me a while to get there, but I did eventually get there. That's part of the reason why I really, I read it on my Kindle app. So I could just click yeah. links and go back and forth. But there was also at the end, like you could just skip straight to the survivor's edition and it's every correct choice and you just read it oh. like a story. Oh, I didn't see that. And I've got the Kindle edition as well. Yeah. That's why it's 4,000 pages or whatever on, oh on my God, Kindle on your phone. Forever. Yeah. So for comparison, this is like the print. Oh, my yeah. gosh. It's tiny. Really? Yeah. I was wow. just, it's, yeah. Oh it's, uh, wait, 160, pages. And, yeah. Does it have the Survivor's Edition at the no. end? No, oh. no cheat code. So we, I just had to bumble oh. my way through. So it took me like eight attempts to get all the way to the end. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought I was bad with my seven attempts. I was like, but when Amanda was like, yeah, I died every single time. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys are in the lab and you're hiding from grandma and grandpa and there's three options, you investigate the ring, you try to sneak back upstairs or you try to go through, I think, the storm doors. Mm -hmm. Wait, once the storm door, you go, oh, wait, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm mixing two of them up. You're right. Yep. There's there's a lot that was in there. I was just going to ask, did anybody else investigate the ring or was I the only one? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I investigated (laughs) the ring. You had to. Uh -uh, I saw that. I was like, that's just asking to die. Nope. That's why I chose it. I thought I'm gonna die here, but I need to know. I got to know. So yeah, it's so basically it? a giant bug zapper. Yeah. Glad I missed. That is literally that. how I've described it in my notes. Death six bug zapper. Mm. <laughs> like a moth to the flame. It's so pretty. It's Glad so bug zap. Yeah, because in like one of the later scenes, like Grandpa throws one of the torpions through it, and it's mm. just like bzz. I'm like, yep. I died from that in a prior life. Yeah. That, it comes up two or, I think three times it's mentioned because there's the very first time where you can investigate it without, like, trying to sneak around. And I'm pretty sure you get lasered in half with that one. And then there's the next time when you're trying to sneak out. And then you go and look at it anyway because why? And then I think in that one, maybe Sam gets lasered in half. And then there's also a time... When they're strapped to the gurneys, I'm yeah. pretty sure someone gets lasered in that one as well. Oh. You see, after the bug zapper, the bug zapper was my last death. And I, I think at that point, I probably cracked the system. And I was like, right, I know what it wants. I'm just going to go down this. Because I felt like I'd spent so long trying to find the ending. I just wanted to get there at that point. So I think... that I, Yeah, that, that was my last death. Zapper. Yeah. I was really shocked at the end. I think that's where I started dying more frequently after that. <laughs> yes, I died. 
the I beginning, I was doing pretty good. I got all the way to this. Yeah, and then once I started getting to that point, I was like, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. There's a couple over. of, there's a couple of like tricks though, because there are a few times where your option is to like stand there and not do anything. And you think, well, I'm not going to fucking stand here while torpions are coming in. They're crawling under the door. So I'm just going to stand here and watch. But that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So there was, yeah, there was a one where it's like, you're trying to get through like the storm doors and Sam's like trying to wedge in and the torpions are coming. And it's like, do you push her through? Do you fight it? Do you run? And I, I died there. Not. And I was like, I feel like you would just have to like run and hope for the best. Cause I'm like, the door is six inches wide. Like, unless Sam is a string bean, like she's not getting through that. Her ears come off. Yeah. By the way, if you didn't read that, her ears come what? off. Seriously. And then the top Seriously. of her head pops off. <laughs> Yeah, she gets like squished basically in between the doors. Yeah. I'm sorry, but what's the science of that actually? How many pounds of pressure do you need to apply to pull somebody's ears off? Is this another Google search? It could be. (laughs) But this is like an evil scientist laboratory. So there's going to be some high security on these storm doors. Oh, hell yeah. And so the ending was super interesting for those of us who made it because... (laughs) You basically find out the whole time that grandma and grandpa, I mean, they're fucked up, but they're not actually evil. Yeah, they're pretty much heroes at yeah. the end. Except that they accidentally release the torpions into the wild, and that's, like, not great, but... But then they blow up their oh, own house. they just invented a biological warfare weapon, you know? They, they, I mean, well, let's not say they're the heroes. Right. They've created these beasts, and then they released these beasts You're just into the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Heroes would have been going and being like, hey, so I need help, government. I fucked up. I done fucked up. Can you drop a missile over here? I have another question about this, you know, mad scientist stuff. Um, what the fuck is Tim and why is he a werebear or wolf or whatever he is? How did that happen? So I... Yes, thank you. I was trying to think about that and I, I told Megan, I'm like, maybe I like I skipped I over it. I think I read But that. I was like... I don't remember them specifically saying, and it to me it seemed like it happened accidentally, but I don't know exactly how it happened. Like maybe he like <clears throat> tripped and fell down the stairs into the lab and fell like head first. He, into, like, he, he made his way into the lab. I remember the bit where he, he, he was like Sam and had to explore everywhere. And he made his way into the lab and something happened in the lab of unspecified whatever and it turned and it turned him into this werewolf bear monster creature thing who ends up killing and mauling a kid to death and the grandparents are like well we'll just pretend like this is tim yeah because he doesn't have a face yeah it's fine what about that kid's like family what are they doing maybe he was a drifter maybe he was putting lost and lost posters up around the woods and visiting all the motorway service stations and saying, have you seen my child? We miss him dearly. He was going to be a doctor. He's not a doctor <laughs> he anymore. Cancer. No. No, no. He's poop now. He's yeah. been pooped out. He has been. Also, so he's been buried. So I have a question. So at the end, you find out that they need Sam's blood to help save Tim, turn him human. The Torpian, something with like their blood or whatever helps keep like the transfusion going so it can like bond with the dna mm-hmm. 
science, whatever. And then they give Sam like the equivalent of like the anti-venom to prevent her from turning. But here's the thing, they mention that she doesn't get the full dose before the torpions crash into the lab. And Tim, while on the mend, is clearly still part beast. Mm-hmm. And the book ends with the three of them in the car. Yeah, somebody's eating David before they get to where they're going. Right? I'm wondering if he'll do, they'll do a sequel. And it's trying not the- to die in the car with your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so then, like, you know, that's how it starts out. And then you go from there and you repick. And then now you got to. Because it seems like it just left it to where it could be a thing. Or you could just like being like one of those where you're like, cool, I'm going to imagine that this is how it ended for everybody. Yeah. It it, it was like a mid-sentence stop, wasn't it? It wasn't like a a planned, oh, this is a a good ending to the book. There may be sequels. You know, let's see what's going on. It was just like, ah, we're done. It's like he's hit the word count. Yeah. It It seems like it could have kept going because, you know, he's... David's driving the car, which he's not good at any other time, and he doesn't ever want to drive. But he's like, well, now I could turn left or I could turn right, but you know what? The choice is mine. And literally, that's how it's been the entire time. So they could have just kept going if they wanted to. I mean, I get it. You have to end it at some point, right? Maybe maybe it's meta in the sense, like he's saying, like, I get to choose. Like, I don't have to have the reader choose my destiny anymore. Oh, he's finally grown some balls and he's going to make his own choices. He's like, he's like, fuck you, reader. Bye. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, that's how I And he drives off the cliff. (laughs) And I kill everybody. (laughs) He's like, this reader killed me 20 times. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking is like, like Amanda was saying, like he, he finally grew a pair, right? Like the whole book, he's talking about how he's like scared of trees, scared of driving, scared of this, scared of that. Scared and like at the end, trees. he's like, oh, yeah, he's scared of trees. Well, climbing, climbing trees. The height. But it's better if you're just scared of trees. trees yes. And <laughs> the rustling like, ah, freaks ah, him out, you know? Ah. Yeah. Um, and he goes through all of this shit and manages to live and he has his brother and sister who may or may not be were beasts to be determined and yeah so i mean like i get it it's like oh i can finally make my own decisions like look i'm driving a car i'm not like terrified but i don't know so it like yeah, made I, sense I, I but didn't i guess the, yeah I, I went with the whole where he's finally able to make the decisions and we're not doing it for him but this is the problem this is one of my probably my biggest problem with it I remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books when I was younger. I still have Choose Your Own Adventure books from when I was younger. Me too. The Final Fantasy stuff. We've got loads of them. I've got Um, several goosebumps. Yes. And I had one that was a ghost story. It was on a a, a, a mansion, a haunted mansion on a cliff, and it came with the dice, and that helped determine some of the things. And I wish I could remember what it was called, but it was from one of the... I, I remember getting it from a Scholastic Book Fair at school. So that's them. a precious memory. Precious man. Um, but what I found most frustrating with this, apart from Sam, who... Uh, I remember those Choose Your Own Adventures having multiple options of survival, different routes. So my path to survival would be different to your path to survival. There wouldn't be one... One only. 
Mm -hmm. A to Z. There would be multiple paths that you could take, multiple choices. And that wasn't built in here. And I found that extremely frustrating that you had to pick the right one. There is only one choice and that is it. And like I said earlier, you're trying to follow what the character is going to do because you've established it, because he's a huge wiener bag. But it won't let you do that. Like the, the the bit with getting the car keys, he says Sam is best to get the car keys because she's going to be sneakier, she'll be quieter, we'll, and we'll get them and we can get out of here quickly. But then you pick that one because it's basically telling you to pick that one and death. Yeah. And it's not until he tries to get it and you're like, but he's a freaking wiener bag. Yeah. He's going to make a noise. He's going to fart at the most inopportune <laughs> time, and Grandma's going to notice him and he's going to get drugged again. And it's just that 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 frustrated me that there weren't multiple routes, especially given the technology that we have today. I mean, me and Amanda both use the Kindle app. There's an audiobook version of this, which I I would be interested. I really want to listen to the audio because how do you switch to the next chapter? Maybe they have you fast forward to like certain or maybe like Like, chapters like, oh, go to chapter because there's no chapters in this book, but maybe for the audio, they have it in, like, chapters. Yeah, I need... Potentially. Maybe. Or it's just the happy path. It's just the, the, the actual story. Oh, it could be. It could be not that. Choo- not the choose or element. Um, but I'll be interested, given Kindle technology, given how we can do this, why there shouldn't be the potential of having multiple options to get to the survival. Because you, you, you've like i've said the characters telling you how they would react and you were wrong every single time and yeah i think i think that would have improved it somewhat if i had if we had different options of survival so i think i got the gist that like the whole point is like you're not supposed to survive yeah like they wanted you to die all these gruesome deaths yeah Mm -hmm. so i went into it being like it's not one of the choose your own adventures where it's like Hey, you survive it's like no you are literally going to die at every turn unless you are like extremely extremely lucky you know what it reminded me of um, choose your own death that supernatural episode where dean dies like a million oh, different ways that one's so good that one is that one the one set in florida with the hole the like the black hole or whatever it is i don't think it was florida, the mystery spot it was the, the mystery, mystery spot, spot yes and actually i think that was the first episode i've ever watched the supernatural was on tv and i think that's how i got introduced to the show but it was a great one to be introduced but it just like he he, he dies like a million different freaking ways but he only lives one way and so like that's what i kind of got the vibe with this like you know you're one, not meant to survive yeah. you're meant to die yeah, yeah. like that's one, one day it's he's called fine it's, the next day or one day he's fine in the shower the next day he dies in the shower like there's no yeah way he was making it out alive yeah that's kind of how i viewed it is like you're not meant to survive but if you do good job you had to try really- <laughs> yeah but i think it would have been yeah, interesting yeah. Do you know, it didn't have to be for every single one like you know when we talked about the the tree scene when the sam and charlie are looking at the the, the their brother the, the beast in the enclosure and sam's like oh my god and she's basically stunned so you've got three options i think it's climb the tree find somewhere else or ask sam why did any of those have to actually result in a death i don't think it it at that point when sam falls on my adventure the first time um and then i think the it was the stick in the eye as well so i can't yeah remember. there's a there's a stick um, in the eye and a skull crack at that point yeah yes, and i'm like I well think. 
that's kind of for me that would have been better that it didn't necessarily result in a death at that one like if you see it you're stunned as well and that changes your attitude towards things if sam describes it you get frustrated with her because the description's a load of shite or if you do climb up the tree you you get hurt you 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 hurt yourself you know self-fulfilling prophecy at that point you don't have to have it and i dare say i think it's a poor imagination and that means that it has to have some gory death in each time no i think it's uh, i think it's better that way i mean it's called try not to die so you have to die every every single time and there are some fantastic deaths which leads me to another question that i want to ask everyone what is your favorite outcome like not surviving forget that fuck that you're not surviving what's your favorite let me go through my notes here okay (laughs) i got a lot of sam falls out of the tree and dies so that's like not my fave because it happened several times for me um we slam down the window shatter. The fire melts the skin right off our bones. What was that Ooh. from? I don't know. I just opened up the page and saw that. And I was like, well, that was not one of the ones I chose. I like the car crash. It was a car crash? The beginning? Yeah. No. Oh, the, so, be- oh, the beginning no, 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 not, So the car crash with Charlie and his dad. Did and the moonshine guys- jugs. Yes. i did not get that yes i need to go die some more i guess it's it's when you're trying to figure out if you're going to grab the keys or not and one of the options is forget the keys or not so i had to do every single scenario to find the right one for this one so i chose right the first one yeah good for you i know (laughs) saying i did really good up until i got to the freaking basement well so if you forget the keys and run you run and you end up at um charlie's house and they're loading up moonshine into the trunk to bring it god knows where somewhere and you're like charlie help us we're running from our grandpa and the dad's like well why didn't you say that sooner like hop in and the dad's like three sheets to the wind like he's absolutely pissed yeah he's been drinking his moonshine the whole time in this yeah so you have to sit in the bed alone would get you drunk (laughs) yeah you have to sit in the bed of the truck with all of these like jugs of moonshine (laughs) and as you're like going down the road here comes grandpa behind you and you're like go faster imagine Clint Eastwood yeah so the dad's like flooring it but you're on this like mountain road and it's like Sam almost flies out so you have to like grab her and hold on and then it's like you have a choice like if you like stand up and throw a moonshine jug at grandpa to try to like uh, slow slow him him down down, or if you hold on because you can't and I'm like, well, like literally if you stand up to throw a moonshine jug, like that's out. not going to end well. So I'm like, I'm just going to hold on. And then like, I think the car like spins out of control and crashes, but then because of all the moonshine, it ignites and it's just like explodes. Yeah, that is brilliant. That was a really good brilliant. one. The dad like drunk drives into a tree and then you fall over and the engine's on fire. And then you're like, oh, and then I smelled the moonshine and then you erupt in flames. <laughs> Yeah. You see, this actually answers a question that I had. What the heck point was Charlie? Because he was just this annoying little kid that came in twice, distracted the grandpa at one point. So By walking on his hands, it. which is extreme talent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is, you know, he, he needs to go on the circuit for that. But I didn't understand what the point is of that character. And obviously I didn't pick the right ones. Because that moonshine scene would have been absolutely glorious. Yeah, you missed out know. on moonshine. So Amanda, you said you did every path. So what happens yeah. if you throw the moonshine at Grandpa? Do you just fall off the truck? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. What happens with the moonshine? I'm pretty sure it's basically the same ending. 
you erupt in moonshine flames. Mm. But slightly differently. You don't crash into a tree. You just... No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That is not what happens. I'm a liar. The moonshine jugs start rolling out of the back, and then you also roll out of the back, and then Grandpa drives over you. And Grandpa just runs you over because he's stopping at that point because he needs Sam, not you. Right, right. He doesn't care about you. Grandpa hates you. Yeah. Grandpa does not see any point in you, which is another reason why I think you're either adopted and or illegitimate, which there's nothing wrong with being illegitimate and or adopted. But, you know, in this family, they obviously... But in this family... (laughs) this family so that was my favorite death death by moonshine explosion yeah that was a really really good good one one. i feel like i missed out with you really did i really liked the wood chopping pile i thought that was a good death i had that one too yeah yeah in that one mine were boring that was from the same as from like the how are you going to get the keys or not it's that oh see and i chose right right from the, the get go on that one yeah darn it you've just run back to the house because you weren't supposed to be out in the woods but you were so you've just run back and you're like chopping wood and then it's like do which you, you suck at by the way which you suck at because you're a wiener bag and you're bad at everything um i couldn't chop wood are you kidding me <laughs> he gets like a wood chip off <laughs> i'd be lucky if i got that i'd probably fall over and take in the accent <laughs> yeah so you have to cause a distraction Yes, he does. So you have to cause a distraction, and you're like, should I cut my thumb with the axe? And Sam's like, what are you doing? You can't cut your thumb with an axe. And he's like, okay, well, put all this wood on me in a giant pile. And yes. <laughs> and then it all falls, and Sam falls again. And, and then everybody he died falls. Death by, like, the tower crashes back, and then he gets an. And then, oh, the. E- e- uh, what is it? The tower crashes onto my back, and the steel carves through my neck. It doesn't slice all the way through, though, so my face is a few inches above the grass. I see the blood pooling under my nose and yeah. spraying the grass. Yeah. Why didn't I just cut my thumb? Yeah. Yep. So the wood pile falls and you're trying to get away yeah. because Sam toppled it all on you and you're trying to get away and then you slip on logs and then you fall on the axe. Bloody Sam, honestly. That's just like bad luck. You know it what really I mean? It really is. It's just... It really is. I didn't die in any fun ways, I don't think. No. My favorite was the bug zapper. The bug zapper. Which we've already talked about. It was pretty good. The bug zapper yeah. was good too. Yeah. There were there were a lot of good fun deaths. I I want to talk about the the torp the torpians. Mm. Um and I know Mandy put it in the I think Amanda put it in the notes, not Claire. But the butthole drawings, the drawings that <laughs> yes! um, that David finds of all the orifices and like the little torpians going in. And there's one mm-hmm. of a butthole. Yeah, why is there a butthole drawing? And how detailed is it? Because there's multiple pages. Anatomically. There's multiple pages of Tim's artwork here. And there's one, it's like, oh, that's grandpa. So you can tell it's got to be detailed enough that you can know that it's grandpa. It's not like a stick person. So and it's got to de- be detailed enough that you know it's a butthole. It's like, right. it's so- like Leonardo da Vinci's sketchbook. It is full of detail. It's an anatomical design. It's labeled. It's a thing of beauty that needs to be in the Louvre Museum. It was shaded too, I'm assuming. Probably. We should have a, a, a thing where we, for our extra viewers to see if we can draw buttholes. Oh, no. Everyone <laughs> draw the best butthole that you can. We can draw the best butthole. I was talking about buttholes the other day and what's the worst word for it. We came up with sphincter. 
it's not a comfortable word. Mm. Mike and I will we'll use it like in I mean, not that it comes up. I think often, what we say when you tightened your sphincter, sphincter, the <laughs> clean sphincter. Yeah, I clenched my sphincter. Yeah, I think it's the only time I ever used that term. Um, I don't often talk about buttholes. <laughs> you missing out? I am. I clearly out. I need to start. You have a dog. Buttholes into every. Oh yeah. Do you have a dog? No, I have cats. Yeah. Cats have buttholes. They do. They're always sticking the tails. You got out. a pet that's yeah, got a butthole. butthole. You're constantly talking. I'm about like, buttholes. why is your butthole puckering? What's going on? Do you have to poop? <laughs> like, what's stop looking your asshole? Why is there stuff? <laughs> like, why is there white liquid coming out of your butthole? <laughs> your butt leaked all over the couch. <laughs> what? Are you scooting your butthole on the, did on the you, baby's did you leave face? A, did you leave a track stain on the couch? Thanks a lot. Yeah. Please tell gross. me. Please tell me that's dirt, and not poop from your butthole. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> And I had imagined kids are not much different. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you Claire, know. has has your child ever scooted his sphincter on anything? <laughs> no, he hasn't scooted his sphincter on anything, but we have had Picasso paintings with poop. Mm. When he was little, we did mm. walk into his uh, into the bedroom, and it was, this was shortly after moving to a big bed, and he was there in just his um, nighttime nappy, and he just turned giggled had handfuls of poop and was picassoing on the wall and we were just like oh shit literally shit oh literally so yeah picked him and then he reached into his nappy and got another wad (laughs) and then we i i I carried him into the bathroom plonked him into the bathtub to clean him off he'll be cleaned the wall off that's like you know life is really a choose your own adventure if you think about it (laughs) It really is. Hey, but you know what? I consider myself very lucky because it was easy cleaned. It was fine. It was my brother-in-law who changed my niece's nappy when she projectile pooped all over him, oh. head to toe. And the first thing he did, the only thing he could think of doing was call his mother, my mother-in-law, and say, I don't know what to do. You stick them in the tub. <laughs> head to toe covered in shit. You just, or you stick them outside and hose them down because you're, depending on their size and age. Why well, would oh, hopefully like an adult child, like an older child, she was teeny tiny. You couldn't do it. She was helpless. The flu. Yes. No, it, he needed to be hosed outside. Yeah, this is terrible. Poop doesn't bother me though. It's snot, snot and spits. You really don't like do mucus. That. You really, really don't like it. Yeah, I don't like. I can't. Poop. Yeah, I've been doing pretty good though with Alex. I feel I've like I've only puked twice while changing his. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I think it's more curiosity and kind of like, wow, this can come out of that. <laughs> but snot, no, no, no. I thought had like a chart next to her baby's crib because she's like, always types of poop. Yeah, because she's like, I was always worried, like, why is my kids poop this? And like, I'm like changing Alex's diaper, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, it's poop. Like, unless there's like blood in it, I'm not different concerned. colors and stuff. They say like different colors and textures tell you a lot about. Yeah, but what, I mean, he's fine. But, I'm like he's good. Yeah, you know, with this but this poop... first poop is the worst. Mm. With this poop diagram, I feel like we also need the buttholes. You can go next yes. to it. Yes, yes. The, the, just... th- the thing is with the butthole diagram, it needs to be visuals as well because it's a certain kind of puckering and like blowout. And mm. if it's, is it doing this or that? You know, there's a yeah, lot. Put the, put the diaper back on. Have a bit of a video. Yeah, well, just he... just cover it up and walk away. Here's my question. The life lesson is with the children when you're changing a nappy on a baby, 
you do it sideways you do not go to the business end you go sideways or yes. to the head it's a simple simple thing but you never ever 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 change a nappy at the business end ever my husband does that and he's like why do you why do you and your mom <sighs> change from the side and i'm like um, because that's how the pros do it amateurs go down the business end and get shot on or pissed <laughs> on or all of it at the same time <laughs> yeah if i'm learning so much if i didn't if i didn't yeah. stand up to the side i would have been shot with piss so many times well, my kid's pee- aim is you like the, you have the pptps yeah those stopped working because oh. his stream is so strong it shoots those off too that's great i am really glad that i choose this not to like, have children that's my that's sensible. my end of the choose your own adventure here yeah, well, he'll eventually go right out of that. Now it's more of the dogs you have to keep watching because then their buttholes pucker. Mm. Yeah, my my child is old enough now that all I get is, this is really stinky, don't come in. Don't come in. But if I'm in the toilet, then it's conversation time. Yep. No, no, we can't have that. I don't need to know about the Pokemon right now, sweetie. Thank you very much. I really feel like we should stop talking about buttholes and play Would You Rather. Okay, I'm about that. I I mean, we can talk about buttholes all day, but we probably could. But you know, we can't have episodes that are this long. No, it's 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 just just too much. Just about we'll lose interest, or we'll gain even more interest, and then everyone will be like, "Why aren't you talking about buttholes in this episode?" But keep an eye out for the new fictional Hangover Literary Lush crossover promo item: a butthole. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I will happily be... draw a butthole on a shirt. <laughs> My lovable asshole is also appropriate for this. You just got to draw the diagram on below it, and then it yeah. works. Yeah, I mean, it. The O in asshole is, Ooh. you know, yeah, it's an ass asterisk. It's puckered. It's puckered. It's a puckered yeah. O. I like it. Puckered sphincter. Yeah, I really feel like we have to gift you both either boob shirts or asshole shirts it has to happen and we'll send we have a variety of logos these are actually our halloween logos but we thought it was appropriate With the blood splatter we yeah, end i like it work. we have vampire t-shirts we do well, this is we have we also have a book club vampire t-shirt which is amanda's mouth it's my mouth it's my mouth on your bosom which is what everyone always wants <laughs> sign me up <laughs> anyway <laughs> let's play would you rather Let's play. And you guys have questions too, so this is going to be an extended Would You Rather. Everything We is... do. We each came up with like a few. Yeah. That's great. That's really great. Well, we have our typical five, so I think okay. I think it'll be really great. Shall we make our favorite Would You Rather? The social media? Yes, because in this case, oh, we are not pre-asking this question, yes. which we normally we do. We are pre-recorded. Yes, we are exceptionally pre-recorded this time, so... Yeah, best answers are going to be what we choose to ask on social media. Okay. All right. Um, Claire, do you want to ask the first one? Would you rather be eaten by torpions or filled up with their slugs? Eaten. Yeah. I would go with eaten because I feel like not necessarily like, well, a quicker death per se, but also that, like, there's an end in sight. Like, if you're filled with their slugs, you might live until they burst out of you. Oh, good God. Mm. But there's no mm-hmm. buttholes involved. I mean, you got to you gotta fill up your butthole with slugs, so. Yeah. Ugh, it's like sea cucumbers all over again. 
We've been watching a lot of animal documentaries and sea cucumbers are just nasty. They breathe through their buttholes and they eat through their buttholes and fish live in their buttholes. No, that's too much. It's a very, very busy place. Yeah, they have busy buttholes. We really have been talking a lot about them. We We really, really have. Um, We need to move away. We do. We do need to move away. Your torpians. I mean, I'm I'm just picking the buttholes just to keep saying buttholes. Um, next question: Would you rather crash into the water or crash in the moonshine truck? Water. I mean, I guess water because you have a chance of survival. Like the moonshine truck, you're probably guaranteed death by explosion. Yeah, or being run over by a car. Or being run over by your own grandfather. And there's actually ways to survive crashing into water and like your car sinking in water. I feel like moonshine, you kind of like getting zero options to try to survive. Could you drink the moonshine first so it wouldn't bother you? That's what I was thinking. Just just chug a jug. Then roll out. And And then roll out. You would be highly flammable. You roll out before the truck crashes. Oh, well, okay. That, it takes incredible <laughs> foresight. Well, if you're drinking moonshine, I'm assuming. You're indestructible when you're drunk. That's you're true. You're indestructible when you're drunk, aren't you? Yeah, and that's true. if this is moonshine, that's like indestructibility to the nth degree. You're basically superhuman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking the moonshine drug and I'm having I'm, I'm and having extreme foresight to just start drinking it as soon as I get in the back. That the fumes of the moonshine go straight into your temporal lobe, which engages your mutant powers of telepathy and you know mm. psychic powers mm-hmm. kind of kick in yes. at this point. At which point you go, Oh, I'm going to die horrifically. Let's get chugging. So you start necking it all. You're gonna go blind, but then you also <laughs> are going to get like bat sensors as well. So you're gonna be able to see everything mm-hmm. in re- like, like a you know, ha- yeah. It's really so good. Then you're like, okay, I'm gonna survive, and now you're a superhuman. You become an omnipotent, and you can kill your granddad afterwards. Excellent. There's no that's other option. No, that's that's the option. <laughs> that's what we're doing. I dig it. There was no option to superhuman, was there? <laughs> Great. Next question. Next question. <laughs> Us? Okay. Would you yourself hang out with Sam or Charlie for the day? So this is you. You're not the character. This is you. Charlie. Sam or Charlie? Charlie. I don't know, man. I have to pick one? Yeah, you have <laughs> yes. to. There is no option C. Yeah, you cannot fall onto an axe or fall out of a tree to avoid them. And I guess we're well, yeah, like back. my current age, so I'm choosing to hang out with a child, but not in like a creepy way. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, then in that case, Charlie seems more uh, manageable. Yeah. Like I, part of me is like, oh, I, I'd go with Sam just for the adventure, but I'm like, that sounds uh, exhausting. Yeah. So I'd probably go with Charlie. I, could, I feel like Charlie can give five bucks. I could not hang out with Sam. Minutes. No, I hate Sam. I want to throw her out the window. Or off a cliff. Uh, or uh, into the bug zapper. The bug zapper. Yeah. Too much of grandma's poison. Yeah. Drain her completely and give her to the m- 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 big brother to rescue him. Because he sounds like a kind of nice guy. 
Yeah, exactly. except for the least... fact that he turned bad and started hanging out with the bad kids and started his... jumping cars and... That's just interesting backstory. <laughs> at least if you're hanging out with Charlie, when you go home, when you drop him off at home on the night time, you get some moonshine. That's true. <laughs> That's your payment. You That's you're your paid, payment. You're paid in moonshine. They don't pay you in cash. They pay you in moonshine. Yeah. Okay. And isn't there some kind of like unwritten law that you're safe if you're friends with the moonshine people? I don't know. I might be making that up. Probably. You probably are, but it's fine. I feel like they're the craziest yokels. So if you're friends with them, I mean, they, they probably will keep you safe by murdering other people. Yeah, for I would say so. They probably have pigs too that will eat the bodies of the people they murder yeah. to protect you. Yes. So yeah, and then yeah, you I'm eat pretty them. Sure that's what happens. Circle of life. <laughs> Until they find oil on their land, and then they go to Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's fine. I do. All right. Leah, should we read one? Of, I'll read I, one of yours. Okay. One of mine. Oh, okay. No, you don't want me to read one of yours? You, I, whatever. Are any of them good? I yeah. just kind of made some up. All I right. Was like, Would you rather be Tim or Sam in the story? Tim, for sure. I'm going to, I'm going to be a sad bear eating a squirrel for a while and then I'm going to regain my mental faculties and rescue people. I'm, I'm going to be Sam. I mean, Tim. Shit. Fuck. I'm going to be Tim. <laughs> I'm going to be Tim as well and then I'll be the moonshine bear. I'm going to be the Heck. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the brand. There you go. Yeah. I dig it. All right. Let's see. Um... Would you rather have the book end where the grandparents are the killers or a strange monster? Strange monster? I, I'm, I'm, I'm always up for strange monsters. I like a good monster. Gra- yeah. Grandparents seem too obvious an answer. You know, give me something freaky. Freaky deaky. Antler hands. Still yeah, I, I was thinking about that. That's our discussion with Amelinda Barabay and, and how she's like talking about, you know, the horror you know versus the horror you don't know. So I might have to pick the grandparents. I feel like you could outsmart them. Yeah. I feel like it'd make a lot more, like, I feel like them drugging and all that other stuff would just be more understanding if they were the murderers. <laughs> If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's true. Because there was that whole scene where they like locked them in the closet. Yeah, like, I'm like, I feel like if you were the killer, I feel like I would. And yeah, as what? to quote supernatural monsters, I get people are crazy. So mm. when people are the killers, it makes <laughs> they're misunderstood. Monsters, I'm like, okay, just misunderstood. Exactly. Yeah. When people are killers versus monsters, I'm like, that's scary to me. More scary to me. Oh well, yeah, it's more. It's like a psychological thriller. Yeah. But that's just because I'm, you know. All right, I I got one. Would you rather be locked in a room with a torpion or locked in the enclosure with Tim before he's healed so he's still beast? Ooh. How many torpions? Uh, Well, I said one, so I guess one. But it's so tiny. So maybe like, let's say like two. Or like one beast man. Hmm. Do you have any weapons in this room? Just your person. I'm going with Torpian. Torpian. 
Guard your butthole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tighten my sphincter. Tighten your sphincter. There's no yep. other we way to survive. We did so well for about five minutes there. <laughs> we did. I thought, yeah, I thought we were doing really well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Tim, the the sad bear, Tim. You really love him, sad bear. And you know, you could probably kick him in the crotch. Because he probably has a dangling penis and testicles. Bear would be huge as well if he's like a bear monster thing as well. Yeah. You know, intimidatingly so. Yeah. yeah. Intimidating. <laughs> Intimidating. Oh, uh, sorry, everyone. Yikes. We love a person. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I would probably go with Tim as well. Just because one, the enclosure is bigger. Mm. So You've got a cave you can hide in. There's squirrels you can eat. He might recognize you as your sibling as well. Like, I can understand him going after the grandparents because, you know, there's a, they've got a lot of blame. But he might, oh, it's my sibling. Hi. Let's play hide and seek. Mm. He grins with his big monstrous teeth. Yeah. And, you know, probably in his cave, since he was such a, like, a prolific artist in his human days, he's probably drawn some, like, cave paintings or something explaining what has happened to him. Mm. And they all have exactly. buttholes. Of course. <laughs> Take a shot every time you hear bubbles. Oh, oh, oh God, you'd be dead. Uh, You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think that's, I mean, I'm, that's a pretty good ending to Would You Rather, I think. Because we've died. We've died by butthole poisoning. Oh, God. That's a- you keep away from my butthole. My butthole is precious. I've died by Tim. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those cat dangly things that they put on the tail oh, of their buttholes. Mm. Yeah, those things I don't are know what they're weird. called. Like the, yeah. Yeah, the, Have like, you seen those? The butthole yeah. gems for the yeah. cats. Yeah. So you don't have to look at their buttholes when they walk around. Yeah, that's real. That is so weird. That is so weird. Anywho, it's so weird. Oh, I just, gosh. I don't even know where to go from there. It sounds like something you would buy off Wish. Mm. Oh, I do have it on Wish. Yeah. Yeah. Wish has a lot of things. Wish is very wish. Yeah. I got some pretty good. Th- My camera, ba- uh, camera bags from Wish. It's the best camera bag I've ever had. Huh. Eight bucks. Nice. That's I've cool. never bought anything from there because I'm always sus. I'm like, hmm. Mm, yeah. What kind of quality am I going to get? Well, for eight bucks, I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Versus the $78 bag that I bought before that one that ripped after two months. Yeah. That's oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. $8 bag still going four years later. So nice. So the lesson we've learned here is wish isn't as dodgy as you might think it is. Yeah. And guard your buttholes. And guard your buttholes. And guard your buttholes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good... It's a really good answer to our favorite final thought quote, which in the very early days of the podcast, it was life lessons. So, you know, if you don't have a quote from the book for this segment, you can have a life lesson and it will be guard your buttholes. Guard your buttholes. Guard your buttholes. Yeah. There were, I mean, a lot of my favorite quotes involved the death scenes. Yeah. What do you Uh, have? I mean, again, the moonshine one was so great. It really was. The bug zapper, amazing. How they get so big, that's what she said. Yes. <laughs> um, I think this is the, yeah, this is the uh, moonshine one. 
It's like, I hear it sizzling. I smell it too. I flop over the side of the truck and try to roll around like they taught us in school, but I've landed in a pool of liquor, which lights up. All I see is flames until my eyes ooze right out of my skull. <gasps> yes, that was one of mine. All I see is flames until my eyes ooze right out of my skull. Twinsies. Yes, that was a good one. It's a delicious word picture. Yeah. I feel like I've missed out on this death so much. You, you know, need to go back and read it over again. Read it 80 yeah. times like I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's a book that just keeps on going. It does. It really does. I really liked change is healthy, especially after a tragedy. You don't need to be wallowing around in this. It's not good for the soul. It was actually oh. like a semi-meaningful quote. That is a good one. That is, that was, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Mine is, the cemetery is kind of pretty until you think about the fact we're walking over a thousand corpses. Mm, yeah. It's really good. That was a good one, too. Yeah. There are some good ones. Yeah. Mostly involving death and destruction. But... Mostly, yes. And oozing eyeballs. Yes. Peeling skin. Yeah. Sticks, peeling blood. Yep. All of those. All of those are good. Charred and bubbling remains. Mm. Mm. Makes you hungry mm. for barbecue. Oh, yum. Don't start talking about barbecue again. We'll get lost in a tangent. <laughs> oh. uh, so, next is our If You Liked This, Try This segment. Do you guys have any recommendations? What was that book that um, 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 Angela was saying her friend does for the Choose Your Own Adventure that we were going to do? Oh, crap. I wrote that down. I wrote it down on a posty. But I have a thousand posties. It would take us forever to go through. But I know. I nope, not that one. There was one that I, I think I added to my Amazon list the other day. I gotta find it. Let me see. Well, anyways, I can tell you. Um if you oh, I'll wait till we get to that part, but I'm gonna put the um his if you like from him, the 25 perfect days. Oh yeah, that one. I'm gonna really recommend good. that for this segment part, mm-hmm. definitely. So when you're ready to ask me that question, I have I have my answer. Oh well, you can go ahead if you. Oh okay. If you'd like to just try so, this, you can share yours. Yeah. If if you liked this, Mark Toulis also wrote 25 Perfect Days and That's plus right. five more, and that was really good. It was just really uh, 25 different strangers and their stories and how they all connect and stuff, and it's about like the future and there's death in that obviously too. So yeah. is there buttholes in that one? Probably. There will be after we read it. <laughs> yeah. You'll find it somehow, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. But, like, in the beginning, like, the, they have, like, a five-minute rule where if someone wronged you, so, like, this guy killed this family's daughter, and they each get five minutes alone in a room with this guy. That's part of the sentence. Each family member gets five minutes with them. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's a good and They can do whatever they want. Oh, it's like the purge, but very specific. So that's uh, another book by Mark Lewis, who that's also great. wrote "Try Not to Die at Grandma's House." Okay, so I think the one I think it's called like "Try Not to Like Try to Survive the Zombie Apocalypse" or something. I think I added that to like one of our possible reading lists. It's like another adult choose your own adventure, but I haven't read it, so I can't speak to it. But it seemed okay. entertaining. Yeah, there's a lot of. I have done one of those. Yeah, yeah. they're always fun. Yeah. Um, I 
have selected one that I own called Texas Biker Zombies from Outer Space by Etienne Guerin de Forest. And it's really trashy. So, I mean, Texas Biker Zombies, and there's like bitches and, you know, all sorts of buttholes. There's probably some buttholes. Yeah, it's really sounds entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. There's a oh, there's also um, there's also lots of cocaine. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you. There's your buttholes. There's your buttholes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you steal cocaine from a police department. It's been a little while since I've read it, but it's choose your own adventure as well. It's really fun. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Ninety five percent of the choices lead to your death. Choose your adventure with caution is on the cover of the book. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Wow, that looks thick. It's not. It looks like a graphic novel. It's not so bad. Oh, 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 oh. I, I guess the way that you just moved it, it looked kind of thick in there. Like okay. this? Yeah, maybe I'm just making shit up. Maybe there's too much tequila. It looks like a graphic novel, actually. It's not. It's not a graphic novel. There's text. I'm excited. A graphic novel choose your adventure would be quite neat. It really... Oh, this one on page 70. Just a random opening to the page. This girl totally wants to fuck. Make your move. Yeah. I feel like I need to read that. (laughs) Yeah. But um, what's interesting about this one is when you get to a choice at the end, like you, (laughs) if you want to make your move, you turn to a page. And if you want to hold on and warm her up first, then you can choose another page. Or you can go back to different choices. And it says, like, to go back to choice 29, go to this one or to go to this one. So, So you've got multiple options if you choose poorly. Interesting. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Indiana. You know in Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, and the Crusader's like, "You chose poorly." Yes. Every time I died, I had his voice in my head. <laughs> Go back. Yes. You have chosen poorly. Yes, and you did okay, not. My recommendation is also one that I've owned, but I'm going completely opposite because I know it's Amanda. I know Amanda's recommendation is going to be horrific and violent and horrible. And this one's going to be one for Brie and Annie and Constance and a few of And not other. at all for me at all. And not at all for Amanda. And it's a choose your own adventure, but it's being Elizabeth Bennett. Mm. Create your own Jane Austen adventure by Emma, Cam- Emma Campbell Webster. I'm going and it just basically takes all of Austen and you can choose your own adventure in the traditional sense um end up with Mr. Darcy or somebody else or whatever you can it, it mashes all of Austin's um books together into a create your own adventure. Oh cool. So complete antithesis of everything that we're covering. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's very sweet. There are probably not buttholes in that one. <laughs> well you would be surprised. There's buttholes, but the more people are buttholes. Ah. Oh, oh no, I need actual physical buttholes. There are no sphincters, anuses, fannies. Ooh. No, in your world, fannies are the front. Yeah. Yes, it is. And my seven-year-old has taken to calling people fanny packs or bum bags. Excellent. I love it. Oh, that's why they're called fanny packs. I learned that recently, too. Several episodes ago, I learned that. Okay, so I don't have to feel that. Okay. Nope. Mm. <laughs> what you said? I was just like a big list. Yeah. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, I feel like honored to have been part of that moment. Yeah, you've taught me several things, Claire. One or two <laughs> things you've taught me in your whilst being exceptionally British. Okay, well, so that brings us to the end. That's it for this episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. And we're literary lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Join us next time as we discuss Club Dead by Charlene Harris. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book. You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others, and rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for our music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.